And I feel very strongly that we should only be sharing this part of our story with the people who have earned the right to hear about it. And the people who can actually bear the weight and responsibility it requires to be the support for someone going through growth. Hey guys, this is Coach K and you're listening to the Making Changes, Breaking Barriers podcast where we talk about you. This is about you, your mind and your path. So for some people, this can be sort of a sad time of the year. The holidays are over, summer's still five, six months away. Maybe you don't feel like there's a whole lot to look forward to. And I get that, you know, at some level, I do get it. I love the holidays as well. And so it can be sad once those are over. The holidays bring a lot of fun times a lot of the time, but at the same time, I actually kind of love this time of the year. And I don't know if that stems from maybe my basketball background. If you're a college basketball fan, you know that like January, February, even March are really huge times of the year for basketball, right? So it might stem from that, like, you know, just this natural feeling of getting motivated, getting extra focused, getting extra serious about what I'm trying to accomplish. But I do also see this from my clients as well, like having this natural inclination to want to make changes, right? Like just wanting to make things happen after the holidays are over. And I love that, right? I love when people have that motivation. I love when people are wanting to commit to the things that they want to get done. Now, the thing with this is how do we keep this going? And I talked a lot about that a couple of weeks ago when I did my podcast on preparing for the new year and not how not to fall into one of those statistics of being the you know, one in millions of people who only last like 17 days with their New Year's resolutions, right? I talked about that. So if you want to hear more on that, go back two weeks and listen to that podcast. But I do think that really considering what roadblocks we might run into along the way is really important, okay? So we have all this motivation right now. We have all this desire to commit to these things, to commit to making these new habits or making these changes happen, which is great. But have you been down this path before? Did you start this journey you know, at some point before? And if so, have you taken the time to consider what stopped you then, right? Or why wasn't that sustainable? And if you haven't considered those roadblocks, that's definitely something that I would highly recommend, right? So that as you go on this journey, you don't become one of those statistics of, you know, falling off with your New Year's resolutions 17 days into January. But I do think one common roadblock that we're going to talk about today that people run into is not associating with the right people as they're on this journey of growth. Being around the right people is so key, right? And associating with toxic people can truly be a roadblock in our journey of growth. This can be for so many reasons, and we're going to get more into that today. And to be honest, we can all probably think of someone in our life or, you know, maybe someone who was in our life in the past who had some toxic qualities. But in today's episode, I'm going to be specifically talking about the types of toxic people we want to be really wary of when we're trying to grow, when we're really trying to make changes happen and just make things happen. And something that we need to take really seriously is that we need to be really intentional about who we're sharing this part of us with who we're sharing this growth part of our life with. And I feel very strongly that we should only be sharing this part of our story with the people who have earned the right to hear about it. 
And the people who can actually bear the weight and responsibility it requires to be the support for someone going through growth. This isn't going to be the position for everyone. Not everyone in your life, even the people who you love, are going to fit these qualifications, right? Someone who can actually bear the weight and responsibility it requires to be the support for someone going through the growth, to be the support for you. Okay. And when I talk about someone going through growth, I don't want you to get me wrong here. Growth doesn't need to be something extreme, right? Like I'm making this huge life decision. It doesn't necessarily need to be that, right? Think about the little things, right? Maybe you're trying to really rein in your fitness routine right now. You're trying to grow by getting to the gym a bit more four days a week instead of inconsistently going to the gym one to two days a week. And you're really trying to grow by putting this emphasis on your health. Maybe you're trying to grow by focusing more on on your nutrition, right? So that's kind of similar there. Or maybe you're trying to grow within your career. And again, I'm not necessarily saying you're trying to completely change your career. I mean, maybe you are, but maybe you're just going for that promotion. You're trying to stay within the same company, but you're trying to grow by going for this promotion. Or you're trying to just grow within the position that you're in and do more educational stuff on the side to make you better at your job. Maybe you're trying to grow by growing your mind or growing your relationships, right? There's a lot of different ways you can grow. But again, making sure we have the right people around us who can actually bear the weight and responsibility it requires to be the support that you need as you're going through this journey of growth is so important. You know, and again, while all those examples aren't very extreme, they are major parts of our life. They do take up a lot of our headspace. And especially when we're talking about our health, whether it is fitness and nutrition or our mind or our relationships, that plays a big part of our health. These are very important things. We need to be careful offering ourselves up to people who don't deserve that offering. So who are these people that don't deserve this offering, this offering of being someone who's going to be there for me as I'm trying to grow? And after you've identified these people, I do think it's important to ask yourself, do these people need to be out of your life completely? And I'm just going to say straight up, I'm going to let you be the judge of that. But maybe at least they just don't need to be their part of that specific part of your journey. Okay. So I'm not necessarily saying they need to be out of your life completely, although there is that scenario as well, but maybe they just don't need to be part of that, you know, part of your life. So let's talk about these toxic people. In human behavior, toxic is used to describe someone who causes distress in others through negative words and actions. That seems pretty straightforward, right? But the interesting thing is toxic people, especially the ones who are really good at being toxic, and this is mostly what I'm going to be talking about today, know how to just make these negative words and actions subtle enough to make them hard to recognize and point out. And I'm sure you can put your finger on this, but another word to describe this form of a toxic person would be manipulative. So with that being said, that's just, you know, a broad overview of what a toxic person looks like. But I do want to get into the five types of toxic people that are really going to restrict you in your growth. Okay. So number one is the person who always makes you answer for every action before taking accountability. And I'm going to use this example 
or at least something similar through the five types of toxic people I'm going to go through, okay? So this example is going to be a friend. And this friend is someone who you like to do a lot of things with, okay? So they're not just like one type of friend. Like I only get coffee with this friend or I only work out with this friend. This person is typically someone that you do a variety of things with, including you work out with this person and you also like to go out and drink with this person, like go out and get beers or whatever. But there's been a couple times lately where you have been out to drink with this person and they have been drinking too much in the way that this person becomes pretty out of control. They start getting aggressive with other people, starting to want to pick fights with other people. They even maybe get a little bit out of control with you, like their personality changes around you and it's not something you really enjoy that much anymore, right? You you very clearly see this personality change with them. So let's say you go to set a boundary with this person and you say, hey, I've thought about this a lot and I want to let you know that I won't be able to go out for beers anymore, but I would still really like to work out together. You've made this decision for yourself that, you know, you do maybe need to categorize this friendship a little bit more. You love working out with them and that feels very productive and it feels very much like something that's benefiting both of you as well as your friendship. But the going out to drinks part doesn't really benefit the both of you that much anymore. Okay. And instead of just accepting this boundary, this person reacts by saying something along the lines of, I can't believe you're overreacting to me getting a bit drunk the other night. You've gotten too drunk before too. I've seen it from you. I even have picture evidence from you. Okay. So is it clear what's happening here? They are trying to hold you accountable for every action. And let's say even you getting too drunk was a one or two time thing that happened a long time ago, but they are, instead of taking responsibility and, and, you know, accepting your boundary, they are trying to hold you accountable for every action you've ever had to deflect that responsibility. Now, here's the issue with this type of toxic person, specifically when it comes to your growth. This person is going to force you into perfectionism. They're going to make it really hard for you to make mistakes. And as we've talked about before, that making mistakes piece is huge within our journey, right? Progress is not linear. We're going to make mistakes, we're going to fail, and then we're going to pick ourselves back and we're going to keep going. But this type of person, because they're holding you accountable for every action, they're not going to let it go. They're just going to make it really hard for you to give yourself a second chance. So be very wary of the person who always makes you answer for every action before taking accountability for you know, maybe something that you're pointing out. So then the second type of toxic person is going to be the person who is always trying to make it better. So we're going to go to that same example, right? Where this is a friend who you do a lot of things with, including workout, including go and get drinks with. And you guys go out to drink one night and now it's you who gets a bit too drunk. Okay. You get a bit too drunk. Nothing crazy happens. Maybe you have to leave a bit early, but you wake up the next day not feeling too great about what happened. You do some reflection on it and you realize that maybe that day you were kind of feeling down and maybe you realize you've been feeling down lately and you realize that you used that night out drinking to kind of avoid those feelings. And actually you've been going to therapy, you've been talking about these feelings. It is something you're trying to take accountability for, but you know that night you got a bit too drunk 
and you wanted to confide in your friend. You let them know, hey, I'm sorry I got a bit too drunk last night. I did realize that I've just been feeling really down lately and I've been in therapy for it and I just wanted to let you know. And the type of response that a person who's always trying to make it better is going to give is going to be something along the lines of, hey, you'll be all right. Cheer up. Maybe you need to get outside and walk more often. Now, while this isn't a terrible response, it's a little bit avoiding. It's not allowing you to just feel what you're feeling. It's saying, hey, this will pass. You'll be okay. But this makes it hard to share negative feelings moving forward. Sometimes we're not really looking for a solution. We're just looking for comfort in what we're feeling. And so the person who's always trying to make it better isn't really allowing you to just feel what you're feeling. They're not really just the shoulder that's going to be there for you to cry on. They're going to pat you on the back and be like, hey, toughen up, cheer up. It's all good. The third type of toxic person to look out for is the person who is all talk, but no action. We all know this when we're trying to grow, when we're trying to accomplish things, surrounding ourselves with inspiring people, people who are on similar journeys, people who are getting things done is so important. So the person who is all talk, you know, they talk in inspiration. They talk like they're motivated. They talk like they're going to get all this stuff done, but then there's no action behind it. This is going to be a tough person for you to surround yourself with when you're trying to grow. So your friend who you do a lot of things with, Maybe you guys decided together that you're going to wake up at 6.30 the next day and go work out. And then maybe you're going to meet up for drinks later that night, right? Or meet up for dinner. You're going to do something, you know, hard in the morning and then you're going to do something fun later on. Great. Okay. But you wake up at six o'clock the next morning to get ready for your workout. And that person has texted you saying, hey, I'm not going to work out this morning, but see you later. Okay. Now I know things happen, but maybe this starts to become a pattern. Maybe they continue to bail on the things that are actually going to help you grow. The things that you guys have decided together that are going to help you grow. They say they're going to do one thing and they don't. Maybe you've had some sort of a conversation about their how they're going to help hold you accountable or how you guys are going to collaborate on some sort of project or how that person's going to do you a favor or even regarding their own goals, right? They've communicated to you, hey, I have all these goals. I have these things I want to do. I, you know, maybe it's something as simple as, hey, I really like love to travel and I'm going to try and save for these trips. And then they just continue to not do it. And then maybe you're the one who has to hear about it later. These people are going to make it very hard for you to continue to grow in the way that you want to. The fourth type of toxic person is the person who is stuck in one way of thinking. This really reminds me of the book Think Again by Adam Grant. So if you haven't read that book, I would highly recommend it. He actually has a quote that really stood out to me. He said, we listen to views that make us feel good instead of ideas that make us think hard. And I'm going to keep using that workout example, but let's say you and your friend have a tendency to go and do cardio at the gym. That's the type of workout that you guys do together, whether it's like a high intensity workout or jumping on the treadmill or the elliptical for a while. Maybe you go to spin classes or in the summer you go out and run, whatever it may be, but you guys tend to stick to cardio, but you've been doing a lot of reading about how weight training and strength training is so 
good for your body and how that's something that really needs to be included into your workout routine. So you communicate this to your friend like, hey, can we switch up some of our workouts to do more weight training? I've been reading about how good it is for your body. And this person is so stuck in one way of thinking that they are not willing to change, right? Basically, their response is, no, or maybe, but I need more time to think about it. And then they just don't get back to you or they decide not to do it. This person can really restrict your growth because we know that as we grow, we really have to open our minds to new ideas. Things are not just going to stay the same. I use this example with my clients a lot, but for many, many years, it was said that carbs were really bad for women. Women should not be eating carbs. If you still believe that today, you would basically just be ignoring the research. That is not what the research says anymore, right? Actually, carbs are really amazing fuel for our bodies. And so being so stuck in one way of thinking can be really detrimental to our growth. The fifth type of toxic person is the person who doubts everything. You let your friend know that, hey, I'm gonna skip beers tonight because I have this really awesome new business idea and I really wanna put some time into it and get it done. And the response that you get from your friend is, hey, okay, fine. Just so you know, small businesses really rarely work. I actually have an example. My mom started this small business like 20 years ago and it was going okay for like a year and then it totally went under, left us in a terrible spot. And yeah, so I just am like looking out for you, but I do think that's kind of a waste of time. So, you know, just wanted to let you know. In order to achieve anything in life, we need to believe that we can do it even before maybe anyone else does. But we do hope that the, our support systems are going to get on board, you know, quickly or at some point, right? And we're all going to have self-doubt at some point. Self-doubt is a reality and really hard to get rid of completely. This is part of being human. But because we have that like built-in self-doubt already, we need people around us who are just going to encourage us, right? They're just going to encourage us to overcome those doubts, not someone who discourages us or puts us more into that hole of doubt than we maybe were already were, right? Maybe it took you a year to even get to the point where you were ready to vocalize that you were starting this new small business with someone else. You had to crawl yourself, dig yourself out of that hole, but then someone who, you know, you feel like you're close to then starts to doubt you, it's going to put you back in that hole. So that's something to be very, very cautious of when looking at the people you're surrounding yourself when you're trying to grow. Okay, so we talked about these different types of toxic people. Maybe people are coming to your mind as I'm talking about this. So then how do we deal with this toxicity and stop these people from restricting our growth? So it's one thing to identify it and then it's another thing to do something about it and, and really stop these people from restricting our growth. And while there are many times that we just need to cut ties with a toxic person, there might be other times where either you just don't feel this is possible or Honestly, you just don't want that solution. You don't want to just cut this person out of your life completely. It doesn't feel like they're toxic to you to that extent, but you do know that they're toxic in certain parts of your life, right? And you need to set some boundaries. I'll give an example. Maybe as I'm talking through some of that stuff, a parent comes to mind, okay? And this parent is toxic to your growth in, in some of the ways I was talking about, but 
you know, you don't want to cut your parent out of your life. And while there may be times when you need to cut out off a parent, I would imagine that this is not the first choice for most. So that would be an example of, hey, how do we set a boundary or do some of the other things I'm going to talk about right now in order to not allow this toxicity to affect my growth, but you know, still keep this person in my life in some way. So here are just some ideas on how to deal with these types of toxic people. Number one is going to be to set boundaries. So that should be an obvious one. I talked about that in some of the examples already. We need to be able to set these boundaries, even if it gives us guilt and having the self-determination to fall through with those boundaries. Back to the parent example, you may feel guilt setting boundaries with a parent. Maybe you feel like they've given you so much and done so much for you that you owe them, right? But setting the boundaries, even in these cases, are so critical to move forward with a healthier relationship. And most of the time, the outcome of the boundary on the relationship will make it all feel worth it. Number two, second idea on how to deal with a toxic person is to avoid getting drawn into drama. This doesn't mean we never are there for people and that we don't support them, right? We want to do all those things, but toxic people may find something negative with everything that happens, everything you do, everything they do, everything that happens in their day. There's always something to say about it. Something as simple as going to the grocery store. It was traumatic, right? There's drama involved. In this case, try and avoid the curiosity, right? Oh, what happened? What happened at the grocery store? What happened on your drive? Oh, tell me what she said. Try and avoid that curiosity that might arise when someone starts venting or talking about drama and try and keep the communication on a need to know basis. Number three, the third idea on how to deal with a toxic person is to talk with them about it. Sometimes a person who exhibits toxic behavior might not be aware that what they're doing or saying is harming you. So if this is the case, if this isn't something that you've brought up with them before or maybe haven't brought up in a really long time, consider having a heart-to-heart conversation about what you're experiencing. Back to the very, very first example I gave, this friend who you do a lot with, you work out and you go out for drinks and you know maybe they've been getting a bit drunk lately and making you feel uncomfortable, have you ever had this conversation with them? Could you have a heart to heart to say, hey, I love you. I love working out with you. I love having fun with you. But I have been feeling a bit uncomfortable lately when you've been drinking. Maybe it's that I'm feeling like you're a bit out of control and I just don't know exactly what's going to happen. I'm feeling like I'm needing to take care of you in these moments, whatever it is, right? Maybe have that conversation with them and see how they react. Maybe a conversation could really change that behavior and honestly save the friendship. But still, some people may have an underlying personality disorder like narcissism or unaddressed mental health conditions that may make having an effective conversation challenging. So definitely keep that in mind. But if you you don't have other signs of that and you haven't tried this tactic before, maybe that's something to give a go. The fourth idea on how to deal with a toxic person is to limit your time around them. Like I was saying before, if a relationship is causing you a great deal of stress and harm, and maybe you've even tried some of the tactics I just talked about already, and none of these seem to change anything, maybe it's time to limit your time around this person or even cut ties altogether like I was referring to again. But think about when that behavior is happening. If it's all the time, that's one thing. But back to the drinking example, maybe it is just in the evenings. Everything is great until the evenings. And so you decide, I'm not going to hang out with this person at night anymore. And I know that almost sounds 
weird or interesting, but you know, if that's going to save the friendship, maybe that's very much worth it. And lastly, the fifth idea on how to deal with a toxic person in order to allow you to keep growing is going to be to make sure that you ditch the blame. This is the last thing I'm going to talk about. And honestly, probably the most important thing I'm going to talk about. We need to remember that if you're not at fault, you're not at fault, no matter how hard the person tries to convince you otherwise. The negative feelings like anger, guilt, shame, or anxiety you may experience are not yours to bear. So if you're not at fault, you're not at fault. And just go ahead and ditch that blame. Those feelings that you're feeling are owned by the person who is projecting them onto you to help them fulfill some sort of unmet need. So please keep that in mind. I wouldn't be surprised if we all have some sort of toxicity in our life. I think the first step is to really acknowledge it, to identify it, identify what those toxic behaviors are that are surrounding us, and then maybe try some of these ideas, some of these tips to see if that helps eliminate some of that strain that that toxicity is putting on your guys's relationship. This is only going to allow you to stick with the things you're trying to stick with to allow you to grow more productively and more sustainably. All right, and last thing I'm gonna leave you with, like always, changing your path will not be easy. It will be challenging. I'll say that over and over again, but it will be worth it. So do a self-check today. Are you on your path up your mountain? And if not, what path are you on? Oh, 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 o